20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. Talking about swinging, or as it's known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to give you some monogamy. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. This is a new generation of swingers. Babes are coming at you on Friday, Saturday, by Sunday, your nuts gonna be drained. Oh. 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 Hi everyone, welcome to Swinging Around, episode 13. Ooh, lucky number. <laughs> the podcast about swinging and sex. I'm Cal. And I'm JB. So today we have a little bit more of a looser episode. Free balling it, as I like to say. You don't even have an agenda. I don't have balls. Usually, I, I usually really both of us balls. have an agenda. Peeling back the curtain a little bit, but only I have the agenda today. I know. I'm not quite sure what's going on today. Cal wrote up everything. Normally, I'm in charge of the episode and and kind of picking out how things are going to go. But I took a back seat to this one, and so if it sucks. <laughs> blame cal no i'm no. kidding it'll be a good episode so, because so, i'm in it so today we're gonna do a little bit of catching up we've had some longer episodes the past episode and so we haven't done any of our sex in the news segment so we're gonna have a good deal of that later because i think there's some pretty interesting sex in the news there's topics that news. yeah and they built up over the last few weeks so we got a, a bunch of that to talk about so some, we have to let it explode some listener <laughs> emails to go to go over some some sexy hot listener emails, and then uh, we got some sexy scenes. So no actual topic this week per se, but I would argue that our topic is sex in the news. Sex, yeah, yeah, sex in the news is the topic. So, so what about some lifestyle chat first? What do we got? Well, as our listeners may or may not know, if you're just tuning in, it's news to you. But we're swingers who currently aren't swinging. Exactly. So, you know the the. Uh, we're living vicariously through lots of different things, swing, the TV show. Uh, yeah, I'm using it as a good opportunity to read up on some good literature about swinging. And there's a number of books out there, which I'm not going to go into because we've got other topics planned yeah, well, down the road. Well, we, 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 we can put a little plug in for a future episode. I mean, it's not too far down the road, I think. Sometime Probably June. Towards the end of May, early June, we'll have a, we're going to have a whole episode dedicated to Tristan Terramino's opening up, yep. which is... One of the best books when you do research on books about open relationships and swinging, it's one of the best books. And just skimming through the table of contents, it definitely looks like an excellent, excellent book. Yeah. And I, I actually haven't started it yet. I'm, and... I'm maybe, I don't know, 20% in, if that, probably not even that far. And mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely very well-rounded, so it covers all types of open relationships, from swinging in um, heterosexual couples through versions of non-monogamy in homosexual couples too it's yeah, very and it, intriguing and it, it runs it's very the, thought-provoking too it runs the full gamut too doesn't it from swinging through polyamory mm-hmm. and um so it, it it does a pretty excellent job but i know you were telling me that well we don't want to talk too much about it we have a whole episode but i know yeah. you were telling me that so she teased. that she really did her research and that she's got you know she's got a lot of citations there, in there's there there's a long bibliography and uh yeah i mean that that doesn't mean that there isn't a healthy share of personal experience and and firsthand accounts from interviews that she's done as well. So, but it's it's well rounded in that you know there's there's literature and uh, 
primary source material from interviews. So it's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, so that should, should be an excellent excellent read. I'm looking forward to getting to it. I just got to finish yeah. up my Dexter and Philosophy that I'm <laughs> reading right now. I need you to are finish that. <laughs> I need to finish that and then get to opening up. So look for that episode. Towards our our goal is to have it well, both of us finished reading it by the end of May yeah. or sometime there and thereabouts and so probably June. So, yeah, I think it'll be I one of the June episodes. What like fifteen, sixteen? So if I had to guess, episode thirteen. Yeah, probably sometime around then. Yeah, that's a fair estimate. So I mean, back to the drought. It's it's rough not being able to swing when you're a swinger. Just yesterday, I was telling Cal how. All this time since I've been pregnant, and even since before I was pregnant, um, I feel like I've been pregnant forever, first of all. And we've had to just be responsible people. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly conscious of the baby inside of me. No, so no drinking for you. There's a lot that I'm, I'm constantly thinking about, and we're always in preparation, getting room ready, making sure we've got all of our equipment and gear and all that crap. And I am so looking forward to the time where we can just cut back and pretend to not be adults, and I can let a titty out, I can drink, <laughs> I can get drunk and not feel guilty. Like I'm, I know that's months and months and months down the road. I mean, yeah, well, well past birth, but I cannot wait. It's a crazy thought that the next time we go to a you know a lifestyle party or something, we're going to have to get a babysitter. <laughs> I know. We haven't well, had to deal with that. Let's so pull in grandma and grandpa. <laughs> yeah. We have to, we're going to have to have tons and tons of excuses all the time for – those first weekend of the month parties. Well, I've been laying that seed for a while. I've been telling my parents that uh, the first weekend of the month, every month, is what we'd like to have as our our couple's alone time, just so that they can kind of plan too. That happens to coincide (laughs) with our our uh, monthly schedule for the the local club around here that we like to go to. Although that although That's that particular club bit, has but... changed, so the other so you know we we don't want it, to it specifically name drop you know the clubs around here. But if you're in the area, then you're probably familiar with various parties. And there's one party that used to be in the Metro Detroit area, and it's moved a, a significant distance away over oh, over an hour and about an hour and 10 minutes, hour or, or, or so from, from our location. And so that party was always the first weekend of the month. They were old, reliable. You always knew mm-hmm. that you had that party. And so either way, the seed's been planted that mom and dad, <laughs> so to speak, that we're going to need some, some alone time. So I think we'll be okay. I, grandparents are always willing to watch kids. So yeah, yeah, they, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that'll be a problem. Yeah. And you know, it'll be interesting to see how, much of a toll it takes on us because people always say like oh i I couldn't leave them or i I didn't want to leave i didn't want to leave them and yeah i I have a hard time leaving the dogs at the kennel so (laughs) i mean i I know it'll be rough at first but i also know that i need my adult time yeah we need to be able to get out and relax but it's hard to speculate and and anybody out there who's listening who has kids is probably laughing at us right now going (laughs) they don't know what they're getting into yeah (laughs) i'm you know we'll be singing a different tune in a few months but the the drought is tough because you, you know, it's, you just want to be able to get out. And, and it's not, it isn't always specifically about playing with other people. I mean, that's Mm-mm. a huge part of it. Yeah, but just for me right out... now, I'm feeling like, like for a while it was not being able to, to have any strange or something new. And, and I'm over that for right now. I guess it's been long enough that I'm kind of like, eh, that is what it is for now. But I miss the just cutting loose too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I can't even yeah. do that in my own basement. We used to drink and play games and go in our own hot tub in our in our basement and in our backyard and i can't even do that so yeah all yeah just being, i miss being i feel like i'm not an adult <laughs> yeah or i'm too much of an adult like a stodgy stuck it you know stick in the mud yeah yeah thank god for this podcast <laughs> yeah it 
I say, you know, all the way to living vicariously, it's the podcast as well, keeping, you know, the sexy talk going and the sexy, the sexy times and always on their mind and thinking about it and hearing from the listeners and hearing stories. And yeah, it's, it's a good way to, to keep us going through, yep. through our, through the dark times, through the drought, <laughs> as Speak, you called it. Speaking of drought, I was just on a business trip last week for four days. Yep. You so were gone, what, not what, only was were it four nights or three, three nights, four days. Three nights, so three okay, nights. Yeah. But, I mean, the night before was kind of like preparation, so it's almost like four nights. And, I mean, that just added to the drought. Because our sex life has been pretty regular since I got pregnant. Maybe not quite as often as we were, but pretty close, I'd say. So, with me having been gone for three, four nights, that's another drought that's tough to deal with. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to know, how did you handle me not being around? Well, I wanted to we hear have a about healthy sex life here. I wanted to hear about you, but <laughs> well, I well, okay, I I traveled with my vibrator, and yet again, the vibrator through the through the uh, yeah, it, it's TSA always security. It's nerve wracking too because I wasn't traveling alone. I was traveling with coworkers, and I set it up so that I wasn't carpooling to the airport with my coworkers in hopes that I wouldn't have to go through security checkpoints with them. Just because it's it's risky if you end up having to get your stuff opened and searched. I mean, they're not going to be standing there watching while you go through security. But, I mean, what if the security guard whips out your dildo? I mean, I'd, and I'd frequently travel with my boss or with other you know, colleagues that I work with at a very professional level. I'm an engineer, so it's I, I, I work for a very professional company. And it's it's a little scary, but I'm not going without my vibrator. Like, that thing... I need it. <laughs> and and it also would have been even more, a little bit embarrassing as well, because I also, I mean, they'd have to be really quick to read the titles and, you know, the subheading on the book, but you also were traveling with opening up this time. Yeah, I, I put it in my carry-on. I didn't read it while I was on the plane. Um, I didn't want to risk having it on the plane. I knew I wasn't sitting next to any of my coworkers, but just as a, just in case if somebody walked by on the plane on the way to the bathroom or something, yeah. I didn't want them to catch a glimpse yeah, of the I mean, title and ask me anything. We are still closeted. I mean, we, as much as we think it's great for individuals who are out and who would just be, just be willing to whip that whip out opening up right in the plane and let it, let it, let people know. Yeah. We're still kind of, we're still fly your open relationship flag. Yeah. We're still keeping it secret. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I hid that too, and I mean everything went well. But it's it's funny how your my sexual desire doesn't change at all, you know, when I'm gone. And so I would get out of the work day at maybe four o'clock and go back to my hotel and have some time to kill before meeting my colleagues for dinner. And it's like I've got an hour and a half to kill. What do I do? I'm not going to go work out because it's not enough time to work out and shower beforehand without being a rush. I didn't have a rental car. What am I going to do? I'm going to masturbate. Once, so, twice, three times. You know, I, that is hot. I got time to kill. So paint me a picture of JB in her hotel room masturbating. What do you, you turn? The, you turn the lights down? No, you, I'm not. I'm not one of those do? chicks. I, I don't need to mood light. You know, I mean, it was like four o'clock in the afternoon in in you know sunny area, so I just opened the blinds. But I know you had the tablet, so you were watching porn. Yeah, so I would pull back the sheets on the bed because I'm not about to sit on the gross. Uh, main comforter that they never wash and then the beds. Talk to me, baby. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want those bed bugs. And the jizz covered jizz covered uh comforter. So I pull that back. Well you added to the wetness, I'm sure. To yep. the... <laughs> well I in my my room had two double beds. So one bed was like my masturbation bed and the other bed was my sleep bed. <laughs> <laughs> really? That is funny. Yeah. So so you know I, I rip Would all you the... really like move to another like the the, the second bed to masturbate and then you'd go back? No, but it would be funny if I did. 
<laughs> no, I just did it all in one spot. But like I slept on the outside of the bed and I masturbated on the inside. <laughs> Still. So, you know, pull back the sheets, take my pants off all the way, which at, when I'm at home, I don't usually take my pants off all the way. I usually just take one leg out, which lazy, but that way if you come home and I don't want to get caught or something, I just whip my pants back on and be like, dude, couldn't you have been give me a phone call first? <laughs> so then I, I, we have a tablet, so I, I find the porn on my tablet, which, cause I'm, I'm not about to use my work computer. So I, I use our, our tablet and, you know, Wi-Fi at the hotel. And I know that just, just uh, anecdotally, I know that me and you have different, different porn watching ta- habits. I know you are a you porn girl. I'm a video girl. I don't. Yeah, you, but you're, you're a picture you, man. No, well, oh, you switched. No, I, I, I combination it up. I'm. A, I you porn it up. Yeah. You porn is your site. You porn is my site. See, Clip Hunter. Clip Hunter is my video site, and I will often. Uh, I don't like Clip Hunter. I don't know. I used to go to Clip Hunter. There's something about it that I don't like. I don't like you. You porn. porn's all. I don't know. I. And you porn, you porn's got great categories. So whatever I'm in the mood for, whatever in the mood for, I'll go for a group sex or I'll go for bisex or sometimes I go to gay, which is actually a link to a whole other website with a whole other list of categories to choose from. <laughs> yeah. So I, I pull up my video of choice. I kind of finger through it, quote unquote. <laughs> you know, I skip around. You know, because sometimes videos are five minutes, sometimes they're thirty. So I, I skip around to the parts that I want to see, and sometimes I pull up another video and go to town with my vibrator. I only brought one with me this time, so it was strictly vaginal. So I didn't bring any toy cleaner with me. I just washed it off in the sink. Yeah. So if I had, if I brought both of them, I would go for, you know, one in each front door and back door. But I, that's too much to travel with. I didn't need to travel with both of them. I'll save that for at home play. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I. Not that I only look at pictures, but I. It is, I, I mean, even I recognize that it's not weird, but it is a quirk that I'm still, I still look yeah, at pictures quite a bit. You're I, like masturbating in the high school days. Pick Hunter the, is still. Masturbation in the 90s. I often go to Pick Hunter, and then I'll look at some pictures, maybe uh, Clip Hunter, or um, Pick Hunter, and I'll see a gallery that has. Uh, I want the a, listeners to weigh in. Are you a video man or woman, or are you a picture man or woman? I guarantee that pretty much everybody's going to be video, because why go for the, I I recognize that I'm still Some people, in, like, I mean, the still images might do it for you, because then you fill in the blanks however you want to, versus the video, it's it's all right there in front of you, I guess. I, I often start off on Pick Hunter, and just usually browse the galleries on the front page, look at those, get... Oh, I know how your, your and I, methods and, go. I've and seen I get the going, open windows. Then, I, then I end up... But then I usually end up on Clip Hunter, and... Usually, I'll just search for some search for a category, or I will have come across a porn star that I find particularly mm-hmm. attractive through Pick Hunter. Do you and go then for I just porn start... stars, or do you go for the more amateur-looking ones? Well, if I'm doing like a Clip Hunter, just a category search for, oh. do you search like you actually type something in, or do you sometimes? Sometimes, like oh, I never type in a word. Sometimes I'll I type in cougar or mature. Or... Oh, that's and right. So, and so a lot of amateur... You can't vi- get those from me, so... A lot of amateur videos will come up there, but... Cal likes his cougars. Let's say I'm looking at Pick Hunter, and I come across a pretty hot porn star that I like or whatever, then I'll pop on over to Clip Hunter and then type her name that I just mm-hmm. got in the Pick Hunter uh, I window. I think there's a MILF category. That yeah. would be good for you. Oh, yeah, there is. <laughs> I've also found that... I don't think it's a... might be a category, actually, but I like the category that's uh, wife 
because usually those are like the middle. <laughs> usually those are what I would consider to be like cougars or like milfs. Anyways, mom. just usually. Yeah, and by the way, I don't think a forty-some-year-old woman is a cougar. I don't think that's old enough yet. So it's not quite. Mm, I think it's old enough. Well, it depends on your age. I mean, not it, for you. It's very not old no. Enough. I th- I think so. I think very shortly it won't be. But I mean, being not even being thirty yet, I think. You know, over eleven years older than than me is 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 going to be a, a cougar. But then, you know, when I, in you know, I hit early thirties. You know, thirty. Cradle robber, I'd agree, but cougar, I don't know. Well, no, no, not cradle robber. I guess that's even more extreme. Yeah, she'd that. have to be like. Yeah. Cradle right. robber, I think, is like you know, if the twenty five yeah, or like barely eighteen. Twenty five or yeah, barely eighteen or you know, or, or younger than the woman is, or the man is, you know, yeah. forty or so. But but yeah, I would consider that to be. I would, I would consider that to be a cougar. I'm on the path now to soccer mom, momdom, so you must be just <laughs> elated. <laughs> well, I actually am hoping that our, our child, we're having a boy, so I'm actually hoping that they're into uh, football and not... Well, fine, football mom, but I'm just <laughs> using the, the colloquial, colloquial phrase, soccer mom, but I'd prefer a soccer player. But I also... Just saying. I also... I have some good sessions when you're... I have some good sessions on my own when you're gone. I... I really, you know, usually... Yeah, the frequency increases dramatically. Well, of course. Because it, it would go from, for, for me too, I mean, it's it's like a, what what would normally be maybe a once a day, or for me, maybe every other day kind of thing, is like two to three times a day. Well, of course. That's to be expected. I'm a guy. There's nobody home. Well, just I'm a me chick. It goes and the dogs, both ways. So... Just you and the dogs. So you, I... Don't tell me the dogs are involved. No, but it's just me and the dog. <laughs> like, the dogs... The, yeah, they don't give a shit what you do. They get to see us fuck. They see they see all kinds of stuff. Happen. I know. And what's awkward is every now and then, the one gets on the other oh, the, while we're fucking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have a male <laughs> dog and a female dog. And, and they're both fixed. The male but... dog is bigger than the... Uh, he's he's about a 90-pound dog, and the female is only about a 45-pound. So there's a height difference there, too. And he can't quite reach her, but but he, he, he does not stop him from trying. <laughs> so, no. when He's you're... been known to look a puss. Lick a puss, too. <laughs> look a puss. No, but when you're Sounds gone, like I usually settle into the bedroom. I, I, I settle into the bedroom. I noticed the DVD. There was a Yes, I Swallow DVD in, in our DVD player. Yeah, I I often, when you're gone, that's often when I take, I'll watch them. Because we get various movies if you order from Adam and Eve or if you mm-hmm. order from Lovers Lane. A lot of times the orders come with DVDs, but we don't, we'll watch those together or or whatnot. But usually, you know, just when I'm having a regular session, you know, it's just yeah. Clip Hunter or or pick on her just like we were talking about but you know when when you're gone that's when i settle in for a whole scene i'll settle in for a good 15 minutes <laughs> i'll get on the i'll get on the bed you light yourself some candles and some incense <laughs> you woman you no no but i do <laughs> you get mood out, light I, I i get out the you know the sleeve and i get out i do i now do you still come in a sock no or usually usually, you, usually how just... do you handle the cleanup Usually either on myself or usually just on and then I have to wipe off with a towel or whatever or or just with... You're turning me on over here, sexy man. <laughs> or, and then, I don't know if this will turn you on or not, but, you know, I also use the, you know, I also use the male anal toys that I have. I don't know so. if I knew that you got those out. Yeah. Because usually when, when there's a toy that still needs to be cleaned, it gets left out on the bathroom counter. There's nothing out over there. Oh, yeah, I guess my, my little red vibrator's Oh, out. no, I didn't use that, though. Oh, okay. That's just yours. That's, that's your back door. 
that's your backboard door toy. But it is. no, I I tried it out, and I actually, and I have two that are that are individual to me that are like the mm-hmm. my prostate toys. Yep, that, I got you one for your birthday I, last year. We've talked about how I have yet to find the prostate, and it's true. Even I did some digging around on my own this, and I. <laughs> Really, do you want to use the word "digging around" <laughs> in reference to it, backdoor play? I mean, and it and it feels good, but I really don't think that I, I don't either. I'm hitting the prostate and it just doesn't feel as good as I expect, or I'm not hitting it, and because it, it's I mean, it feels pretty good, but have you? Did you have a more intense orgasm? I wouldn't say that. I would say that it got there quicker, or you know, it, it, mm-hmm. and then um, and I have two different style toys. I got one that's kind of like a a plug style toy, I guess, and then. Another one, the but and then the another one's kind of a curve that's supposed to hit, but they're both supposed to hit the prostate. But mm-hmm. I don't like the curved one so much because it doesn't have like uh the plug one like like plug style toys. You, I mean for women or for men, you put them in and they and they have like they they they're, they, they get in. bigger, then they get smaller. That way they can go in and then they stay in. They they don't like pop out versus like a regular dildo or a toy that doesn't have uh, any concaveness or whatever. It, it uh could just slide right back out. Uh, yeah, there's enough natural pushing power. Well, yeah, yeah. So that's why tension in there. That's why a lot of times, um, uh, ass toys will have like they get really they taper in quite a bit at the that mm-hmm. way they can that it, way they. It kind of reminds me of a pacifier, the <laughs> shape of a pacifier. <laughs> it does though. I mean, how it start it gets wider and then it and then it narrows in. But no, I, 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 I settle in for some gourmet masturbation while you're gone. Gourmet. <laughs> I would say mine is anything but gourmet. It might be a step up above from sitting in the <laughs> in the living room in front of the coffee table, but on the floor, which is normally how I go for it. Yeah. So with that, how about we transition? So take us into our sexy news. Well, you just did. <laughs> you, you stole my thunder. It's always you. All right. Now it's time for some sexy news. Uh, all the American troops pulling out help the situation. Oh, no. So if you think you're going to, you want the money shot of them with their arms in the air, you're going to get it. It's in both of their self-interest right now. Did you say the money shot? Yeah. The money shot, you know, yeah. And Belinda, I just can't understand how something so small can be so impressive. Well, Mark, you would know about that. So in this installment of Sexy News, we have an, uh, quite a few items. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we haven't done Sexy News in a while, and I thought we've let it build up, and we've had some interesting topics in the past few weeks, and I don't, and we just let it go, and but well, which is now why we're having uh, almost the entire episode dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. So one of the a lot of and just a heads up, a lot of these are coming from. Funnily enough, they're coming from from popsci.com, so popular science. So a lot of these are where I find the interesting sex news is uh, popular science. And so this first one is um, is about a new phone app for Icelanders. Well, tell us about it. <laughs> so apparently, incest or potential incest is quite a problem in Iceland, which. Who would have known? Do but they have a small population. Yeah, the, so the population of Iceland is only three hundred and twenty thousand, or, or give or take, you know, a mm-hmm. couple thousand, and so. And presumably, people born there stay there, live there, die there, mm-hmm. breed there, fuck there. Yeah, so there's a new phone app that if you bump your phones together, I don't know if you've 
you you know you might have seen the the apps where you can bump your phone to do things i mean mm-hmm. there's our transfer, phones transfer files and our phones such. now have nfc on them but that bump's been around for a little while where mm-hmm. it used to be where you'd have to have the same app open and you'd bump the phones together and it was actually just the act can of we just bump our nasties together <laughs> it was it was actually are just, we related well let's bump <laughs> It was actually just the act of bumping the phones. It used to be where just just the way that you know you can jiggle a phone and the girls' boobs jiggle or whatever. Um, so that's mm-hmm. the way apps used to work. Now they have NFC, near field communication. For those of you get, who can't see, I'm now jiggling my boobs <laughs> to, to to get nerdy. And so so they just bump their phones. And apparently there's a giant registry in Iceland that has 95 percent of the population mm-hmm. uh, their ancestry. And so that that talk also, nerdy to me. That also seems crazy to me that they have ninety five percent of their populations. Well, um, if they do, if it's only three hundred twenty thousand, and they do a regular census, and then if that app is somehow able to compile that census data, I mean that's still really, really good. I mean our our U.S. census compliance is nowhere near that. So no, no. But, but I guess you could yeah, fill it. You could fill in the gaps too. You, you don't, don't need every single person. Like like if I if 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 I fill out the census information for my family. But no one else in my family does. It doesn't matter. I've already given them the info. Yeah, but I don't think it comes from the census because. Well, here I don't know where it here comes in the, from. Yeah, here in the U.S., you don't put your names down in the census. You just say like who lives in. It's by your address. Know. They know where you live. Yeah, that's they email true. it to you personally. Was was it 2010 by email? I I think 2010 was still paper. I bet mm-hmm. it was. It was. I bet still 2020 paper. will they be. Mail it to you. I bet 2020 will be electronic. But uh, well, they tried. They had a they they had an electronic. Um, option this year too but it's it's difficult given the age of the population to get people to comply to electronic but that's crazy to me that it's in potential potential cross-family pollination is such a such an issue that there's an app out there and so the that's good that they have it i wonder what their kind of limit is like how far back can you go before you consider to be incest it's it's the the article says if you share a grandparent so that would be like first cousin Mm -hmm. but then it also mentions that you'd that usually people know their first cousins, and so it's it's more looking for second cousins. But second cousins don't necess- necessarily share a grandparent, or they they actually don't. Yeah, se- second cousins don't share uh, a grandparent. So uh, it must not just be whether or not you share a grandparent. It must be another common ancestor. Mm-hmm. But um, but you better believe if I was going to be getting together with a girl that we I'd be bumping that phone. <laughs> you got to bump my phone before you bump my nasty. <laughs> well, I guess that that's useful. I'm I'm thankful we live in a large enough population here. Well, it's not useful it's for not us, but I find it worry. really yeah. I find it interesting. I don't know. I agree. A little nerdy, I suppose, but I find it interesting. So the other one says the man in the Punisher T-shirt. I am wearing a Punisher T-shirt right now, and I'm a little, I'm a hypocrite because I actually don't read. I've never read a Punisher comic uh, in my life. I know. So, but I like the I shirt. I don't on remember you. where I got this shirt. I, don't, I, I do Target years ago. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So, our, moving on to our second news article, we have 9% of Americans say that they would have sex with a sex bot. Uh, now, does the article go on to say what a sex bot is or, like, how realistic it is? I think just a sex, like, a, a robot. Does a symbian capable... count? No, I don't know. It's not like that. It's, like, the actual, like, humanoid style. Because they, they actually were talking about it's it's in the future, like, by... I think the article said, like mm-hmm. you know, by by twenty thirty, uh, sex robots will be not uncommon. I, don't, uh-huh. I wouldn't say they'd be common, but well, they... they're probably super expensive. And I guess the question is, you know, is that something that 
a place like a movie, you know, like a, a place where you'd go to watch movies or a strip club or something, like they could invest the money in it and then charge you to use it that's as opposed an, to having the individual actually purchase one that's an excellent idea if it wasn't for how nasty that would be well i mean they'd have they'd have to take the appropriate precautions for cleaning and and uh sanitization yeah, that be, sort of thing they'd, you have to worry about stds well they'd that's ha- actually they'd have to even, require a condom i hadn't even to, thought like, about that you'd have to think about like yeah because if a guy blows his load in uh in a sex spot they right. gotta clean it how is that any dirtier than a guy who blows his load all over the window in, in one of those dance shows yeah, but you're not rubbing your cock all up on that thing I like hope where not. if you're having sex with a sex bot, then you're yeah. you know, you're you're I mean, there, and if you're not using a condom, you better better use a condom on that. Yeah, thing. But, I, I imagine they'd have to. That would that would be there's some serious health risks there. But, but no, I mean that's actually I mean it, it sounds dang. science fictionish, but I mean you know you get into that where if they're so expensive, you know, it's, uh you know one company might buy them, you know, and just like the, the yeah porn buy it company. buy it to rent or something. Yeah, which but is that, gross by but the way. But nine percent say that they would. Um, have sex with a sex bot? Would you have I sex with a sex bot? I think that's probably a little low. You think it's low? I think so. Yeah, if it's realistic enough, and maybe if people can get past the creep factor, I think that's a little bit of an underestimate. I think people might be afraid to admit it. I mean, who wants to admit that they had sex with a sex bot? I don't know. I, I don't think people would be jumping the rails to be like, yeah, I did, I did, I tried it. But I bet there'd be more people willing to do it. Well, because but, think about it. I mean, it's 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 more realistic than masturbation. It gives you it's it's more realistic than those like fake torso things that you buy, and it's less of a risk, and would be legal compared to prostitution. Yeah. I mean, if it's kind of the next best thing under prostitution, I wonder what percentage of people um, participate in that. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 thing is 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 it's it's so theoretical right now that you know you. Nobody. It's not like I, I can show you a picture and say, "Would you have sex with this?" You just have to imagine in your mind what yeah, you think a sex bot would be. But I mean, I think I would. I would have sex with it one just to try it out. I mean, and that's the difference. Like, would nine percent just be willing to try it, or would nine percent be willing to? You it know, depends on how good it is. Have sex on a regular. I don't know. I guess for me, it's like I prefer to be fucked than to do the fucking. So if I have to do the work, you better believe I'm not going to be using it. <laughs> but if it will fuck me, oh yeah. That's funny. Yeah, because guys <laughs> always assume like like yeah. I, mean, I hadn't even thought about that because yeah, like like for I you, it's assume, natural. Like, I would like... just be I would just be doing the trusting. But you, right, you right. want this thing to climb on top of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just want to lay there. Not I'm not quite that lazy, but you know, preferably, yeah. I I prefer to be dominated. So for me, I don't think it would happen. I don't think the sex part would be advanced enough to just get on top and fuck me. So the interesting thing is that... And then 40... cunnilingus, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, the other interesting thing is that 42% said that it would be cheating. To, uh, But I... I mean, that's the camp that is like, you know, some of those, you know, there's people out there who think masturbation is cheating and that fantasizing is cheating, you know. Yeah, and did, the, did the, they the say Bible's... how many people they surveyed or what the group of people, age range, males it was, versus females? Yeah, it was, it was, it was 18,000. They didn't go into all of that, which would have been nice. It was 18,000 people. That's actually quite a bit, Don. 18,000 is a, is a good sample size. And um, this is coming from the, the Huffington Post, by the way. I just yep. want to give the... We uh... get a number of news articles from them. And then, let's see here. 31%. So 42% said it would be cheating. 31% said it wouldn't. And the 65 and older age group was the group most likely to say that it was cheating. And they didn't give okay. what the numbers were. Old school mom and pop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's still, you know, the 
the crazies out there who think that masturbation is is cheating or yeah. or thinking about another I mean, thinking about another is interestingly cheating, that's also know? the age group that has less divorce than our current generations so i don't know it's they're they're more more conservative age group wait did you just say that they have that their divorce rates are lower i believe so i don't Mm, I don't know if either one of us know that, so I don't know if we want to state that. (laughs) Yeah, we don't... I'll admit that. I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, I would assume that. That is the standard convention that, um, you know, the the older generation doesn't divorce as much, but there's a lot of divorce happening. I mean, there's also... Well, yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of divorce divorce in the the older generation. You're probably right, but, you know... Yeah, I don't have numbers to back it up, so... We'll put that stat can have an asterisk by it. Um, (laughs) Well, you can't really call it a stat. You have to call it a uh, JBism. Yeah, because, I mean, it makes sense, but at the same time, there's there's been a lot of research that recently that the elderly are some of the fastest... The population that's um, has the highest rates of STDs. Yeah, Uh, but, I mean, they could also be widowers just fucking the shit out of each other in, in their retirement complexes yeah. and I know which is that, what i think where some of that stats are coming from i, I know that five ten years ago or so when that stat came out about how the std r- rates are running rampant amongst the elderly that you know that kind of blew people's minds yeah but so so i don't know if we want to say that about divorce yeah but... well because i mean they're they're at the age where they're not worried about pregnancy so maybe not using protection but they forget about the other things yeah so this next one this this next article again comes from popular science and it's talking about smart fabrics and these are fabrics that have interesting properties. Um, ooh, our dogs. Dogs are getting excited. <laughs> well, you can't talk about sex for too long without them. They always have to, to make a. It. They always have to make a showing on the podcast. I think. Mm-hmm. So. Is it you, really a showing? Well, they're off. Make a listening. Their <laughs> audible presence shown. So these smart fabrics are. And there's probably more than this one company, but the article will talk about this one company in um, in particular. Uh, and shoot, I, see, I didn't even I actually didn't write down the the company, but it's um, by a fashion designer who's also an interactive artist, is what he calls himself. And this fabric, when exposed to light or various various other properties, it changes its properties. So if it's uh, like you, if you, you um electrically charged uh, fabric and so for instance when exposed to a photographer's flash the fabric turns uh, transparent so then it becomes uh, like you're not wearing any clothes or Ooh. that it's see-through clothing that would be awesome at a sex party that's pretty hot super I mean, expensive think about that with a, at, at a uh, so you have to wear like a battery pack to keep your clothing charged they didn't go into that much detail but think about that at a, uh, a you know a black light or a strobe light party where you know, the strobe is on, or the strobe is off, you've got some clothes on, you the strobe's on, you're not wearing any clothes. It'd it, be pretty it, hot. It's pretty hot. You'd, you'd see glimpse of, glimpses of nakedness, but not full-out nakedness. And That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, though, you It'd know. It'd also uh, be a very cruel joke to play on somebody. <laughs> oh, if they were wearing the clothes and didn't uh-huh. realize it? Yeah, yep. that would be funny. So, they were talking about how, you know, uh, a photographer's flash would do it. So, that'd be kind of, that's pretty cool. You can have some pretty cool photo shoots and things of that nature. Um, that'd be pretty hot, you know, you... I don't know. There's just something really hot about that. It and would be pretty cool. They also, it was... Or if you mo- needed to change colors and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, they were talking about how it can also change its colors and its properties based on you, how, how turned on you are or how your your, your emotions. Is it going based on like body, basal body temperature or something? Yeah, body temperature and um, sweat. And so, I mean, it can tell when you get excited. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, 
the fabric can tell there's 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 sensors that can tell when you get excited and so you just translate that to this fabric and if you get you know you could be wearing Gosh, a, women could you could be wearing that. a blue dress and then you see a hot guy and then your dress turns red or I I would love that because then when you're trying to turn me on you would have like a clear indicator of when I'm ready to go I would know when things are working yep. and when things are not Yep all of a sudden my bra changes color time to put it in you know <laughs> or well her her bra hasn't changed color yet or her panties haven't changed color yet I need to do a little bit more work cuz I can tell you I'm not quite ready yet but yeah, you might just get out the lube and be like, yes, you are. You know you want me. <laughs> yeah, that's but I funny. can be like, look at my clothing. Has it changed? But nope. I have no idea how comfortable this fabric actually is to yeah, wear. It, I mean, it doesn't sound practical right now. I mean, it's it's, it's very – sounds like it's still in, in the researchy kind of – Yeah, it sounds cool. And, and also, to take it away from the sexy uses of it, it's also being considered to be used for um, lie detecting. So – why the way polygraph tests right now rely on skin temperature and and condensation on your skin and, and mm-hmm. those types of um, those types of physiological uh, indicators and so this fabric could be used to turn I mean the article was yeah it would probably of, integrate similarly to how the other uh, body sensors work anyway but it would just uh, give the person who's giving the polygraph test an immediate indication but that's funny though like if you were lying your clothes turn transparent yeah i mean it's like a <laughs> modern better, day pinocchio you better be telling the truth if you if you that is definitely the biggest cock i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> so so that is the the smart fabrics so the next one is going along our geeky routes which we have definitely let fly in the show before mm-hmm. um now that that's a flag that i fly with with pride so oh definitely for sure i'm not closeted on my geekdom so in uh, DC Comics, one of the major comics publishers, they are in the Batgirl title, currently written by Gail Simone. Not a title I'm reading. I'm not reading any of the Batman titles, by the way, for, the, for those of you who are interested in my comic reading. I know you're not. <laughs> so um, they are introducing, into Batgirl, they're introducing a transgendered character. Nice. And that doesn't sound like... Um, you know, it doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but it is the first is. transgendered character in a uh, in a superhero book, mm-hmm. in a you know a capes and boots book. Now there have been some a handful of transgendered individuals in other comics. I know that in I the... could argue that the She Hulk looks like a trans tranny. I mean, <laughs> you've seen the She Hulk lately. I mean, they, they used to draw her with long flowing hair, but right now she's got this this super super short, um, very masculine haircut. And she wears these little crop top shirts with these little little tiny shorts. Yeah, I looked for the bulge. <laughs> Speaking of that, we just we, we just before we started recording, we watched a really funny episode. We're getting into the show. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, and we were watching that on Netflix just before we were recording. And there's a one of the season one episodes, a very funny episode about one of the guys is um, finds out that this really hot girl is a tranny and. At first, he's he's turned off by it, but then are we allowed to say tranny? Do they prefer transvestite or transgendered? Well, I don't want to offend anybody a, with tranny, so hopefully we're being PC. Well, yeah, we any we, we're, we're ignorant on this subject, any, so I apologize if we're <laughs> offending anyone. Yeah, any um any anything that we say is always that is wrong just comes from being naive about it. Yeah, I don't know exactly. You know, 
even in the you know the porn it's always tranny porn or it's all i don't know but what i'm referring to is a transgendered individual who has the in this case it was female on the outside with penis mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And I, trans, transvestite is an individual who is a crossdresser. That is, uh, so. Anyway, it was a funny episode. I don't want to tread too much into territory that we don't well, know or we're not familiar with. So yeah, we're not. We do not claim to be experts on it. But I, I do want to point out that you know it's it's cool to see some sex positivity, some some sexual awareness being brought to Absolutely. comic books. And I don't think this character it's just it's just the main character's roommate, so it's not gonna be mm-hmm. that big of she probably won't ever be featured that often, but it's it's interesting that it was there. You know, it made some you know, it made the rounds for the you know, the, the various news, yeah. the various geek news outlets. Now and, you do know, you think this is DC's way of trying to show that they're more PC and changing with the times. If recognizing that a few months ago, Marvel had a couple of gay superheroes in the X Men world get married. Well, and and that was also news, and it was a cover of one of the uh, more popular titles around. The, that was so. Those, is this is this their were, response? Those were X Men characters, right? Yes. I think. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think this is their and, response. And they weren't popular X Men characters. I mean, they were they were more of like a second tier level of characters. They weren't the usual ones that that are portrayed in the movies all the time that are that people know. They're other characters so it's not like they took an existing character like wolverine and said he's gay no i don't think that it was um in in response because it's dc has introduced recently some some uh homosexual characters in their their green lantern title well not their green not the main green lantern title but Mm -hmm. they have um a secondary title that features Mm -hmm. a green lantern who they recently had him come out and was revealed as being homosexual and so that so but it's it's always been the male characters i don't know if i've seen a lesbian there is in um in dc there's uh also in the batman universe there's a uh female that's uh batwoman is her name you know Mm -hmm. there's there's it's funny there's not batgirl there's batgirl with batwoman is um she was introduced around 2007 or so um lesbian uh and then also there's there's been other characters there was a DC or there was a Superman supporting character introduced in the early 90s mm-hmm. uh Maggie Sawyer who okay. was also a lesbian so I don't know about the Marvel universe I I'm, I'm intrigued I'm going to have to look into that But this is this is one of the first instances of a of a transgendered individual in a superhero in a superhero mm-hmm. book now there like I said there earlier there was there have been a handful a very few handful of of transgendered individuals mm-hmm. in other titles, I know Sandman had a had a transgendered individual as well. Yeah, Marvel's kind of they. The one thing that they did, which I think was unique, um, that I, I don't know, maybe unique, but they did have a love affair between an android and a and an X Men, which was interesting because it was a, a non human form and a and a human together. <laughs> so that might have paved the way. I mean, that was years ago that they had that, but I don't think anybody thought anything of it at the, at the time, but. Now, if if you want to read more into it, it's it's kind of like a different type of relationship. Yeah. So, oh, moving on to the next article is that another article that's coming out that says, much to the chagrin of many men out there, that size does matter. <laughs> um, there was. It's a- an interesting article, and I, I would think that women should read the article because it says that size does matter, but at the same time, I don't know. Well, it, this is coming from the journal, um, the Proceedings of the National Academy of the Sciences, and it's it's a study. There was 105 women in Australia who were shown 
uh, computer-generated images of men. They were gray, gray body tones, so skin color wasn't taken into account. It was just body shape and height and weight. Um, the weight wasn't shown. You just had to infer from the, mm-hmm. the way they looked. Yeah, and some were also, stocky, some were and shorter. And then also the size of, of their package. Now, I don't believe that the actual – it was – I think that the package was in underwear, but you could still see the size of the bulge, I believe. Yeah, it wasn't real specific in that. I mean, they showed some example images, but they were still – not detailed, where you could see exact penis and ball shape. Now, height and weight were the number one factor in rating attractiveness. This, yes, I'm, that I mentioned, though, this was to rate attractiveness, uh, to yep. find various attributes that yep. correlated to the top, um, find or what the women found yep. to be most and, attractive. And, and they, they, height, height they and varied were height one. and weight, and they also varied shoulder uh, shoulder width. So, if a man was uh, had broader shoulders or narrower shoulders, and they also varied um, hip width. So some men might have had shoulder width and hip width that were the same, where they'd be more stocky. Other men might have had a more narrow waist, where they're broader shoulder. Things like that, like men's men's dimensions. Imagine what the dimensions you'd measure for a suit. Those are the things yeah. that they vary. And um, and then obviously they they um and they, they, they modified both sides. Size. Yep. And it was um that they found that. Uh, penis size, or at least the bulge size, was an independent factor in attractiveness. They also found that it varied by proportion, where they expected taller men to have bigger penises, and so it it um, varied by the proportion. If you're taller, you're expected to have a bigger one, and so it looked less favorably if you were taller with uh, a, a smaller penis, and then if you were shorter with a, a medium size, it looked okay, and so a bunch of medium medium tall to medium height men were rated on a scale but as soon as you introduced a taller man into there and then even if they then the um attractiveness ratings went down yeah. just because you introduced a tall yeah. man and they, they also noted what i thought was interesting is they also noticed the law of diminishing returns where after a certain point adding a half inch or an inch didn't seem to matter like there 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 was some bare minimum in in penis size relative to body size mm-hmm. and then after a while adding incremental incrementally adding more size to it may or may not have actually changed anything so i thought that was interesting too yeah yeah, Where yeah. It might like like if you're a, a six foot tall man and you have a seven seven inch cock already having a seven inch cock might, seven and a half inch cock might not make you any more attractive but i don't think i mean one thing that i think this goes to show is that Nobody fucking knows that. Some articles say <laughs> that size matters. Some th- some say that they don't. I think ultimately, I think just like height proportionality. And weight, yeah, I just like height and weight. I'm, I'm sure it plays a factor, but um, you know, this is going to be the the age old debate. It's always going to be going on. You know, size doesn't matter. Size doesn't matter. Women, women. You know, you hear women in real life say, "Oh, size doesn't matter." But yeah, I, I I'm sure that it actually does. Just like everything, everything plays into a um. Everything plays into. There's gonna be women who like average size ones. There's gonna be women who like bigger mm-hmm. ones. So for some, I mean, it's just like men. Not not every man likes big big titties. You right. Know? But if you were to do a a proportionality study on tits, it would, you'd find similar findings. Oh, exactly. Where if you had a very tall woman with an A cup versus a, a shorter, thinner woman with an A cup, it's gonna be more fitting on the shorter, thinner woman than on the very tall or stocky woman. And I also, mean, it's just going to be more acceptable. It's, I also it's think, all proportionality. And for women, it's also the uh, that hip ratio. If the if you have narrow hips, I think it's not – you wouldn't be surprised if she had small boobs. But if she has big, wide hips, then you – I think you'd be 
more surprised. What are you laughing about? Because I, you're describing my unfortunate situation here. Uh, with the pregnancy? No, just wider hips, smaller boobs. No, I like those. I like those bee, those bee titties. <laughs> well, they're bee right now. So, but yeah, I guess at the end of the day, I'm not completely surprised by no, the just another... But at the same time, you know, as as a woman, well, I mean, even as a man, I guess anybody can say this. You don't really get an idea of package size when you're looking at a man and determining whether or not they're attractive. It's very rare that pants are tight enough or they're in a bathing suit that's tight enough that you can see the package anyway. Yeah. So, like, when I first met you, I didn't think, oh, his package size looks proportional to his body. You know, <laughs> I, I thought, that guy looks hot. I'd like to bang him. <laughs> and then I got to see what your package looked like, and it, it, it met my standards. Good. Or surpassed them, I suppose. <laughs> so, but I mean, that's the thing with with swinging or whatever. You you can't tell package size. Well, maybe with swinging a little bit, if you start to dance and the guy gets turned on, you can kind of feel it. But in everyday world, when you're trying to date people, you can't see the package, so you have to go by externalities. And then when you do see the package, if it's not proportional, then that's when you might flip the switch and be like, nope. <laughs> or maybe they'll have a little one; it'll be good for anal. Or maybe they'll have a big one and, and you like big cocks. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it all comes down to personal preference. It's always yeah. – there's never going to be a, like a, a yeah. definitive article that definitively says this is what matters right. because it all comes it's, – it's always personal taste. But. but when it comes down to gray-figured men with nondescript packages, the ones that are proportional to their body size look the best, not a surprise there. No. No. Not a surprise. So the, just a couple more quicker articles. So there was an article that came out that says – that obviously, like having sex makes us happy. Of course, everybody knows that. If you're having sex, you're happy. Oxytocin was that the gist of the article? No, no, that or a dopamine release? No, it has nothing to do with that. It's that. But if everybody, independent of, so if you feel good about the amount of sex you're having, if you find out that a friend or other people in general are having more sex than you. That, that'll make you feel less happy about the amount of sex. Oh, so you, it's the natural competitiveness. Yeah, I want to so be like, having more sex like than you're It's like keeping up having. with the Joneses. You, 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 like if you're happy with the amount of sex you're having, you find out that people are having more sex than you. On average, happiness in this study, and I, and I don't have the numbers about how many people were in, included in it, but in this study, um, if you found out uh, – so if you, for individuals who are having sex two to three times a month, so not quite every week, but almost – is yeah. that average, according to this? No, 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 no. This okay. wasn't average, but th- this this was just the, ex- the specific example they were talking about, though. Mm-hmm. So, if, so for for individuals who have sex two to three times a month and are happy with it, they're perfectly happy with that. When they find when they found out, um, when they were told at least that they had friends and that it was they had friends and that it was common to have sex once a week, then their happiness fell fourteen yeah. percent. I wonder if honestly truly deep down subconsciously even they weren't truly satisfied with the two to three times a month but they thought that was normal and so they didn't think that it was val- a valid complaint well then you start and then you find out you that, know, you that they're the- they're subnormal and they say well maybe it is a valid complaint but it, but thinking that they're normal or or thinking that they're typical they think well this is what everybody else does i have no reason to ask for more I bet those people really truly weren't happy with what they had in the first place. No, I don't know. Who doesn't want more sex? Come well, on. Well, who doesn't want more sex? But I think you can be content. I mean, I'm I'm not going to place judgment and say that they weren't content with what they were having. Well, I, I'm suggesting that they might not have even realized that they weren't content. Well, I think finding out new information can take a content person and make them not content. It's not that yeah. – I'm not saying that you're – because 
I think I agree with you, but I also have to recognize that there's no like there's no reason to to believe yeah. that they weren't just like two to three times a month is not enough. Yeah. So it wouldn't make we wouldn't be content. But <laughs> no. I think there's people out there who would be content. Two to three then, times a week is barely enough. And then getting new information takes them from being yeah. to being not content, uh, average up of fourteen percent. So that's something you know, just another study that confirms what everybody I think would already know. Yeah. Just keeping up with the Joneses. You want you know you have you're happy with it. You you what are you potentially happy with what you have, and then sense. you want to you know the competitive streak. Everybody has yep. it. You know you. It reminds me. I think we've mentioned this on the last podcast. We were re- we've been pounding through Everybody Loves Raymond, watching back episodes on oh, yeah. Netflix. We, we just finished that. And there was, yes, was it there yet? was just, two days ago. Just recently, an episode that we watched about how much sex the various couples are having, and Ray and Deborah, the the main characters in their what are they? Are they forties? Um, I think by the time the show ends, they're in their early 40s mid, it's so they're 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 late late 30s or early 40s yeah anyway they're, mid they're, to late to they're early, having a certain amount yeah. of sex and then they find out that the parents raise mom and dad are having sex three times a week and all of a sudden their sex life is they, oh, you know a, it, it puts them in shambles that's actually a perfect yeah that's, it's, that's, it's it's exactly this example played out in in the tv show that's true yeah. and it's even funnier there and it's because a hilarious it's a, episode it's older you know because because they're elderly and yeah and and what's funny is they initially lied about how much sex they were having where one told them we're not having sex hardly ever and the other one said three days a week and they thought the one who said three days a week was lying but it, it turns out to be the other way around because they didn't the 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 parents didn't want to make their children feel bad for not having sex often enough <laughs> yeah yeah so let's move on to the last one. There isn't much to discuss about it. I just found it really fascinating is that there is a seven-sex organism out there. It's a small bacteria-like um, organism that has potentially up to seven sexes. Now, first of all, I don't even know what that – What are the other sexes? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's a few – first of all, I don't even know what that means to have more than – like I know we're – if. Whether you call a male or female, I know like having two sexes makes sense to me. You need to have one sex and then the other sex, and then you can, and then those are the species of the, those are the, you know, they make up their species and they mate. And mm-hmm. I don't even under, I don't really even understand what it means. Does it have to do with how the DNA is split or how the well, genes are split? Because like I carry, I, I, I'm, we're considered to be haploids where I carry half the DNA and you have the other half and then they come together to form the full. Yeah. So is it something like that where they have a seventh the DNA is split seven different ways or the yeah. genes are seven different ways? Yes, that is exactly how Go it is. Go biology degree. And what's interesting is that they the when they mate the it what sex you become out of the seven is happens by random. It isn't the combination of the two parents per se. I mean the the because the parents carry and this this species or this this thing is called tetra Tetrahymena thermophilia. Oh, I, I probably horribly... Well, tetra means seven, I believe. Does I mean, it? I think... Uh, Tetris, Tetra. Tetra, yeah. Well, I think it does. Well, yeah, so I probably horribly botched that name, but either way, it has, you know, one of those long scientific names and that the sex is, it isn't by the specific combination or, or you know, in, in humans, women have um, an XX... Uh, and then the male has the XY, and when they combine, or the male has either XX, and so when when a male provides the XX um, sperm, you just have X or Y. Oh yeah, yeah. So the sperm, so you either have X or Y. If my if my X meets with your X, 
they form an XX, which is the female. And mm-hmm. if my Y meets up with your X, becomes XY, and it becomes male. And that's what's in me. And so that's how it is in pretty much all species, where the sex is determined by the sperm of the, you know, the the, 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 the combination of the sperm and egg mm-hmm. from the parents, and that determines the sex. But there's, in, some, there's some ferns and some other other um, forms of re- other insects and in animal cells that don't reproduce that way. But but in so so in this in this species, there's it's it's completely random. It doesn't matter. Like I I believe if, if I got the article correct, is that so there are two parents that and their their genetic material combines, but it just randomly it just randomly. Um, the the genetics, however they come together, they just randomly it just randomly happens that yeah. it becomes one of the seven sexes, and then that, that's, and then that's cool. that. So, so I, my guess is that this organism is relatively rare, and so they don't run into each other very often. So you can't have a male and a female. You need to have mixtures of them because they you never know if you're going to actually run into the other one. So you just need to be able to mate with anything you could find. Yeah, it's it's weird because it's 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 almost hard to comprehend like what is having. You know, and you might run into the same one more than once, so maybe that's why it has all the genetic mix-up, so that you're you're be you're able to create multiple different types of offspring, even though the same two hook up multiple times. For for a layperson, you know, saying that an organism has seven seven um, sexes is like saying th- that there's. It'd be awesome if you had seven penises. But it's like saying that there's um, twenty dimensions out there, or you know, it, it, scientists have actually. Um, Theoretical physicists have actually um, postulated that there are, you know, higher order dimensions, 10, 11, 12 dimensions. But I can't understand that. We don't even know what that means. And so that's kind of how having seven sexes, like two sexes that combine makes sense. I don't even I, – I, I can't even really comprehend what having seven sexes even means. Yeah. So so with that, with that – with that news article that neither one of us really understands, we will end <laughs> well, I didn't news. read it, to be fair. We will end the news. Okay, well, I guess that means next we're going to talk about some hot scenes. Boobs! Boobs, boobs, boobs! Boobs and bush! Boobs and bush! Good boobs. Those are good ones. We're like 35 seconds in. Nice. Credit bush. You never get opening credit bush. I know, it's crazy. So on this installment of Sexy Scenes, we're going to talk about Californication. Californication is the... TV show that airs on Showtime and it stars David Duchovny and it just recently wrapped its I believe seventh season right I'm thinking sixth um either sixth or seventh I'm not sure we apologize for not knowing but we wanted to bring it up because this is always a show that and it's and so it's wrapped and so we're just going to talk about the season in general really briefly the series in general really yeah well yeah but it's 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 just a show that always exudes sexual tension, regardless of how much sex is actually going on. There's always sexual situations. It's a it's a show that doesn't necessarily have any. Speci- it doesn't always have hot scenes that get you going specifically. Almost every episode has some kind of sex or masturbation scene in it. Pretty much, most a lo- do. A lot of them do. But I bet ninety percent. But even if it doesn't, I'm saying that there's there's always a lot of sexual tension that's going and on. And we've seen Sasha Grace tits in. Last season? No. Or two seasons ago? <laughs> now, you're mixing in, now you're mixing it up with Entourage. No, Sasha Gray was in Californication also. Then what porn star was it? I don't think it was a... It was a fictional porn star, I think, on the show. Okay, I swear. I don't think so. We'll have to settle this off-air. We'll have to Wikipedia <laughs> that. But okay. we just want to 
it's it's always a show that at least has it's, it, that'll get you going. There's always scenes. This this season had Maggie Grace from Lost from mm-hmm. season one or one and two, I think. Um, and she's she's a hottie, and she's in the show. And there's th- this season centered a lot around rock stars, and so there was that Attic- Atticus Fetch that you liked a lot, the red haired. He yeah. always he always wore those tight leather pants that you liked. I did. So the 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 general gist of the of the storyline is about David Duchovny, who's a writer, and he's also in some aspects he's he's a sexual deviant. He's also a, I would say a sex addict, or at least borderline sex addict. And women throw themselves at him all the time. He's this sort of romantic romantic guy. He's very attractive looking, and he is not one to say no to pleasure of any kind. So he's constantly finding himself in sticky situations where he's fucking women when he shouldn't be, or he's dating three incredibly hot women at once, or he's he's just constantly like sex falls into this guy's lap, and we yeah. get to watch it. Yeah, I. It's always so funny the sexual situations that Hank Moody, David Duchovny's character, finds himself in. And so I just, just we, we, without going into too much of the details of the season, it's just this show is a hot show that if 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 you watch it, you'll definitely have some scenes that will get you hot and bothered and turn you on and so wanted to give a shout out to californication that's why it's this week's sexy scene ow, ow. so now we'll move on to some listener emails master i have mail for you so why don't you start off with the listener email that you were planning on talking about so we, we get a number of listener emails, sometimes with questions, sometimes just with comments. We love to get your listener email. So. Yeah, yeah, we love to get the um, email. And so this is the first time that we're actually going to read some of them on air. And so if you want your email or question read on air, just shoot us a message, let us know. And so um, this one was sent in regarding episode 11, which was on Swinger Attire. But we also talked about – that was the episode, I believe, where we talked about um, – the episode of Swing that had the individual who grew up, who his parents, he grew up and they were swingers. Mm-hmm. So let me give this a read here. So loved episode 11 because it really made me think. I had parents that were slash are swingers and I grew up quite normal. My parents never told me they were swingers and in fact, they never even spoke of swinging, period. I discovered my parents' secret when I was about 9 or 10. All of the parents were having a party at our house and all the kids were having a sleepover at the sitter's house, just about a quarter mile away from my house and my parents' party. Late that night, I decided to sneak out for a quick trip home to get something. I don't even remember what was I was going after. As I approached the house from the woods, I could see adults in the backyard, and they were mostly nude. I stayed hidden in the woods and watched the orgy for about an hour. I never mentioned this to my parents or any of the children of the other swingers who were friends. I just saw the situation as something adults do, and quite normal. I do remember being turned on by the event, but I never thought of it as unusual. Fast forward about 30 years, and now I have a daughter who has discovered our secret. My daughter was home from college, and the wife and I had just returned from a very late night at the club. She just point blank asked us, Are you guys swingers? After a long pause, I said, Yes, we play with other people sometimes. And to my amazement, she said, thought so, and then thanked us for raising her in such a sex-positive manner. She asked a few general questions and then told us we were not like any of her friend's parents in a positive way. 
it was a what the fuck moment that turned out quite positive. So, and then he goes on to talk about um, swinging a tire and that um, in general, they're from Texas and that in general in Texas, the standard dress for, for women is naughty yet classy and that for men is typically the uh, jeans and button down and hardy shirt or whatnot. And so we need to visit Texas. <laughs> yeah. And then, then, then he also mentions that um, he's been to some finger clubs in Europe and that in Europe men dress a lot more. He, he, to quote, to quote the, um, to quote the email a lot more. Well, let me verify. I don't want to quote the e- email if I'm, if I'm wrong, but I believe, yeah. So um, de- described a little bit somewhat feminine and that they, the men would wear, fishnet and sequin sequin not shirts a fan, not so a fan. that's just a little bit different than here here it's tried to be a lot of the 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 cool the cool um cool manly cool manly jeans and mm-hmm. i'm a badass so so but his his email was you know the majority was about um kind of the kind of the circle of life the the swinger circle of life that you know what 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 he saw and it sounds like he was raised in a in a well actually he didn't say whether he was raised in a sex positive manner but he saw what was going on from an early age and yeah never... and he he didn't think that it was atypical it sounded like yeah to him it was that, just, that was just something adults he, he did said so. it was just something that parents do yeah you know kudos to him for being able to successfully raise a, a kid who was is sex positive and could recognize and be comfortable with the parents lifestyle I, oh yeah so i so... can really i really hope that you and i are able to achieve that with with our children and and our listeners too, if if they want that, I really hope that you can raise your kids in a sex positive light. I I don't really at this point in time ever intend to formally come out, but if if that's how we were to be discovered by our kids and that and that's the reaction to it, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I agree. It's not. I'm not going to flaunt it in anybody's face, no. let alone our child's face. But I also we're we are who we are, and we're you know we're we're sexual people, and we're. We're, I don't know, I, I, it's, it's, it's almost inevitable that there's parts of our life yeah. that are... It's not something I'm ashamed of, by any means. And, and that's the thing, is like if you can raise your kid to see that you have a wonderful, caring, loving relationship, and they're mature enough to understand that uh, what mom and dad are doing is strictly on a, at a sexual level, and it's not looking for fulfillment because they don't love each other. I mean, if your kids can truly understand that, if they're mature enough to understand that done that's that's great so it doesn't yeah. mean that they have to adopt your lifestyle and i'd be perfectly fine if if our children end up being uh heterosexual and in monogamous relationships or heterosexual and in non-monogamous relationships or homosexual and in in monogamous or non-monogamous relationships i would be perfectly comfortable in any of those scenarios yeah i agree i agree and i um as, as long as they're in it for you know the right reasons and they're they're safe about it and yeah, honest about it. I completely agree, and I and I want to thank the uh, emailer for sending in uh, such an awesome email, giving us that story, giving us the insight. Uh, yeah, we 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 love to hear it. Those are the types of emails that we want to. Those we hope to get more of those where yep. we are hearing the it, stories. It makes and... the future a little less scary as future parents because that's that's exactly a try, the sort of thing that we're trying to do that we hope to do and, and the path that we hope to pave. So I'm glad that there's some success stories out there and that it can be done mm-hmm. without raising a screwed up kid. And I want to um, let our listeners know that when you write in, even if you put a name, be it a, and even if it's a fake name, regardless of the name that you put in the tag, we're not, we're never going to read your names. Yeah. We'll keep you anonymous. We're always going to keep our, our listeners anonymous because we keep ourselves anonymous. So we aren't going to, 
mm-hmm. we we aren't gonna out anybody, so so you have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about mm-hmm. any. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not. If you're the people, the only people who would hear it are people who are listening already, and so it probably wouldn't be that big of a deal. But I know that if I wrote in, I wouldn't want my information out there, and so yep. you can feel free to know that if you write down your information, your personal information is not going to be Absolutely. not going to be part of the show. Yep. We share nothing with anyone. So JB, I think you have another email that you wanted to to read and discuss so this email came about shortly after episode 10 which is when we were talking about swinging in the first trimester and it basically says uh your last show meaning episode 10 actually talked about the first trimester of pregnancy and swinging one point you didn't bring up was breast play with a pregnant woman most women even early on in their pregnancy are lactating breast suckling is an extremely exotic and fun thing to do in my book with a pregnant woman yum hee hee and then uh, they also um, recommend that we come, see them out and play uh, in the Midwestern area with them. So um, I wanted to comment on that because we didn't mention uh, about breast play in the first trimester. And the reason we didn't mention it is because we really didn't do much breast play in the first trimester. And Yours were too sensitive. That's because my nipples became ridiculously sensitive where I, I normally like a good nipple sock. I like I like some nipple play. And it was to the point where Cal just couldn't touch me there. It was just too sensitive, borderline painful. It, it, it was kind of like the feeling where right after you come, if somebody continues to play with the penis head or continues to play with the clit after you've had, like, your last major orgasm and it's just too much stimulation, hyperstimulation, that's how it was for me. So um, other women uh, might really enjoy it in the first trimester. They might enjoy the, the heightened sensitivity. For me, it was just really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Although I, I was one of the unlucky ones where it was just too uncomfortable, but now that's, that's it's definitely it's lessened not the case. Uh, quite a bit now. Yeah, so we can yeah. Well, let's play. hope so. I gotta prepare these puppies. I like to play with the. I'm glad that I can get back to playing with those with those fun bags. Yeah, I love it. it. I love to suck on your tits. <laughs> I I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I'm not the biggest fan of the the term fun bags. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not very sexy. It if I ever like use the word fun bags, it's, it's trying to be funny. Which, I know, <laughs> but the fact that you have to stop and point it out means I failed. <laughs> Well, no, I understand it's funny. It's not no, sexy. It's, it, but, yeah, so so just pregnant like, women and first just, trimester nipple play, off my books, but it, you don't know until you try it. So some women might just go crazy about it. Yeah. At some point, we might have to just have a, a lengthy conversation about just sexual terms in general because it's funny. Yeah, nobody – I feel like nobody would use fun bags in a serious term. But I also I, – I can't take the in, – in terms of – um. In, in in terms of uh, a penis, I, I can't take the word dick seriously either. Dick is is funny. Dick See, is... I don't find dick funny, but I do use the word schlong, and that one I find funny. And donger, and, and or you, dong in general. You know, usually when people are, you know, when a woman's trying to be hot or whatever, or a man is, is going to use it. Usually, you know, in terms of sex, you just use cock. Cock is kind of a power. It's more of a powerful sounding mm-hmm. and powerful connotation word. Uh, dick, I don't know. It just it just uh, it makes me laugh because I think prick, about prick is also another funny oh. one that I've heard. In yeah, reference. I don't like that one. <laughs> it, it makes me laugh a little bit because I remember my first time like online in in like reading a uh, explicit or erotic story, and the first time I'd ever seen the word cock in in uh, writing, and I was confused at first. <laughs> <laughs> I quickly learned, you know, <laughs> what what it was being used for. But my first like 
experience with the word i thought chicken <laughs> what yeah 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 that's that's funny <laughs> it wasn't a word ever anybody ever taught me so i was confused at first but you know i caught on quick <laughs> <laughs> so i guess that wraps up swinging around episode 13 yep so, as so why don't usual, you tell everybody where they can how they get a hold of us yep so you can email us at swinging around at gmail.com no g at the end of swinging you can find us on itunes and stitcher so please give us some feedback give us some ratings we'd love that and also send us emails i know i give the email address but send us questions comments anything like that we'd like to have a question show i don't yeah. think we've quite built up enough questions in order to be able to do that but yeah, it'd be we, nice to be able to do we that. have a lot of comments you know people saying oh lo- and we love, love the pod- that love the podcast yeah we like we, we love to hear from you but if you're gonna write in and tell us you like the podcast or whatnot, throw in a little question, throw in an anec- or throw in an anecdote, yeah. throw in a little and something. And, and we've got some good representation from the Midwest. I'd love to hear from some other states. We've heard from Florida, we've heard from Texas. I think we've got some from Toronto. Um, we'd love to hear about your experiences outside of outside of the Midwest area where we're most familiar with. Yeah, so we would. We, we need to do some some swinging on the road. We would really we really enjoyed having the emails to discuss tonight. Mm-hmm. So I think we'd really like to have some more and especially if you have questions or comments like we always say but also if you have topic suggestions just things you'd like to have us discuss that we haven't maybe Mm -hmm. we haven't you know we have a list of topics that we're gonna talk about in upcoming shows but we haven't we haven't thought of everything we're constantly adding new things we want to talk about and so if there's something in particular you want to hear us talk about you know we might not be able to get to it for a ways down the road or whatnot but it it might be a topic Mm -hmm. yeah we'll, we'll we'll get to it it might it might not be a topic we've thought of and that um, it'd be really cool to have some yeah. listener-generated topics. You can also find us at swinging-around.blogspot.com. That's where we, we post our episodes there and some occasional other information. If we ever make reference to, to links or anything, you can find them there as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, the, the blog is a good place to get some inf- information. If there's ever – there's sometimes blog posts will go up that have other information that, mm-hmm. you know, we're not included in the podcast. So check that out. And, and you can also follow us on Twitter. Just – Swinging around. All the cool peeps are doing it. <laughs> so, JB, I think we have one other thing we need to plug. What we is do. that? My ass, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> or is that not what you had in mind? Oh, no. that's no. We can we can plug, plug that up? We can plug that right up. We'll plug yours up, too. Indeed. I, so I, then maybe we have a third thing to plug. I... <laughs> Just quickly, I do like to. We I've had sex with um you know some toys up there that are meant to stay up there, and it's quite enjoyable when you have when for at least you know I mm-hmm. I'm getting more comfortable talking about anal play and we just had an episode on it. You better be comfortable. With I it. know, <laughs> but I mean I didn't even mention partially. I think it slipped my mind, but yeah, I it's we've had sex with um with with me with some with uh plug in in there. Mm-hmm. And that's vibrating while we're having sex, and that's pretty. That's pretty cool. That's pretty fun. Not a dedicated vibrating plug. I fr- dedicated was, toys, but not. We don't. We don't have any actual butt plugs. Well, the I would say that the the prostate one that I have is. I mean, you know, tomato, tomato. You could. Yeah. And then also, it's we not have, your. Tra- it's not about plugging your traditional sense. No, but and then also the we vibe. That's a that's a oh, cool yeah, toy. Oh yeah, that one we works have, that way too. I think we have the we we vibe two, and they're on mm-hmm. they're, they're on three, three now. now. It's yeah. got you know remote control craziness. Um, yep. I have to check check that Better out. Better charger but, too. But I do really think we have something else to plug. So why don't you? Yep. Why don't you let? People... So as we've mentioned in this podcast, and maybe minimally in a couple other episodes, or not so minimally, yeah. <laughs> we are a little geeky. Uh, we enjoy reading comics. Um, we enjoy popular culture in general, music, movies, television, 
music we don't talk about so much, but video we, games, movies. video games. Yep. And, and so because we like to talk so much and, and talk about things that are our passion, sex is a passion, but, uh, popular culture is another passion of ours. And so we've started another podcast and it's called talking geek. And in true geek fashion, there's no G at the end of talking. That's how the one. cool kids do it. So we leave uh, off the G's. We do. <laughs> We don't add the apostrophe. We've got poor grammar. <laughs> so anyway, this this is a podcast. We've done a couple of episodes, and those were quite a few months ago. We're going to do a reboot starting yeah, soon. Yeah, the with format. A, we... a, it'll be episode three, but it'll really be a, a new format and a new reboot. So that's a good point, jumping on point. Perfect time to pick up. Yeah, this will be episode three, and we recorded a couple other ones not too long after we started swinging around. So I, I think December time frame we had a couple episodes. But we, yep. We didn't really like the format, and we just abandoned it for a little while, but we're going to pick that back up. So. Yep, and it'll basically be focused on uh, some comics, some movies, some video games, and it's primarily what we're, what we're playing. We're not going to there, – there's – too much information out there to cover it all so it's gonna have to be a focused glimpse of, of what cal's into and what i'm into yeah it's it's really gonna be us me and you having a, a discussion about you know the things that we've been watching you know we might be watching a tv show that's a few years old but it's it's new to us or we might be reading uh you know some comics or watching some movies or watching some things that are not as relevant or but but we're also gonna be you know we we go oh, we're, we're pretty up to date too so I mean you're making us sound dated but no no I'm, I'm just saying... if it's good content generally if it's critically acclaimed content of some sort we're reading it watching it playing it so we we don't have a lot of time to play everything in the world so usually we stick to the stuff that we know is gonna be good exactly we don't so, waste our time on so if you want shitty stuff. some more musings of Cal and JB make sure to check out Talking Geek like uh, JB said there's no g at the end of uh talking you can find it on stitcher you can find it on itunes just do a search for talking geek and then you can also find our blog which is talking geek dash podcast dot blogspot dot com and then I, I wanted to let the listeners of this podcast know you know you guys are going to get the full you guys are really going to know who cal and jbr if you listen to both podcasts because we're not going to promote the other this podcast on talking geek that podcast is going to be yeah. a podcast that's kind for... of our cover for why we've got podcast equipment set up in our office i'll be honest <laughs> yeah it's kind of it's kind of the cover but also we it's stuff we like to talk about and so if you want to you know to have the full range of what we're all about swinging sex and geek culture you know you can listen to both and mm -hmm. get all that you know you guys are in on the secret you guys are in yep. you guys are in on it the people yep. listening to talking geek they yeah, because we're know, not going to be talking about swinging on that podcast. They don't know this side of us at all. You know so, our sexy secret, you so, lucky bastards. You know, that's you. actually kind of cool for those of you who are in – like, and I recognize that, that the there's going to be – It's a small subset of the yeah, population. Yeah, so not a, not a bunch of you are going to pop out over and check us out. But if you do and you think it would be a cool thing to check out, I highly – I recommend it. So we're actually going to be recording that episode – or the next episode of Talking Geek very soon. Mm-hmm. So – and it'll probably be posted sometime after or within the time that this one's posted. So yeah, yeah. You should it, be able to find it with ease. Definitely. No definitely. anal ease required. <laughs> so with that, I will just say, everybody, stay sexy and stay swinging. <laughs>